back, true believers, to another exciting episode of the Not Funny Guys Presents Off the Reels, the internet's number one podcast on public library recommendations on internet message boards and trolling. This is episode 87, and today we're excited to talk to you, the listener and the viewers, about the MCU She-Hulk and Werewolf by Night. We're willing to ask the tough, complicated questions, such as, what kind of tea does Ted drink? We also are your favorite ne'er-do-wells, the Not Funny Guys. And I am your host, Casey Frank Cross Franklin. And I'm joined by my two co-hosts, the other members of the Not Funny Guys, Dr. John Clint Briggs Evans and Eric Uncle Scrooge Linebarger. And with all that out of the way, we would like to remind you that if it doesn't say Not Funny Guys, then you're listening to one of those other podcasts. And we please ask that you turn that podcast off Turn that bitch sideways and stick it right back into your USB port and switch over to us. The Not Funny Guys present Off the Reels. Gentlemen, say hello. Wow. Um, Hi. What? 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 <laughs> what? Eric's pondering I, uh, the meaning of life right now. He is. We're in the same room, people. Oh, yes, they are. I, it's always a crazy time it. whenever we're in the same room. Fair warning, people, if you hear a two-second delay. There's no delay. It's a delay. Only for you. (laughs) Only for you. So what did you guys do this week other than you coming up here to Massachusetts? Yeah, I did make the trip. Um, Well, we won uh, trivia. We we went to trivia on Thursday so that I could drive up on the weekend. Um, And we did win. So we won at the – it's technically a new place, a new – it's not a new brewery. But it's a the the host just started hosting there, uh, Barton Smart, as I call him. All right, and you won. You said mm-hmm. All right. came down to a tiebreaker. Here's a question. Okay, how many episodes were in Star Trek: The Next Generation? Star Trek TNG. Closest um, to the answer wins. Seven seasons, 23 episodes a season. Yeah, I know. You're trying to do the math there. That was our math. Yeah, we were starting um, to do the math. Too. Actually, I don't think it was actually 23. I think they actually do like 26 episodes a season. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say 235. John? 253. By uh, Price is Right rules, you both lost. One hundred seventy-six. Really? Oh, wow. I okay. More. Yeah. Our guess was 168. Wow. And you lost? No, we won. You won. Because the other team's guess was 68. What? <laughs> All right. That would make sense well, if they were doing like the original series. You say they were doing, <laughs> if you were doing the original. Well, they, they, it was a table of children. I mean, to, to be honest. So they, <laughs> By they were, children, they were you mean eight year old at the bar. He means 20 yeah. somethings. That's what he means. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah. They were legal drinking age. Well, barely. 20 some, yeah. 20 somethings. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm uh I'm glad that uh, you won. Yeah, yeah, me too. I um actually, John, what did you do this week? Before I say what I did, oh, I worked on my book. I went and saw the Marvels, uh, in theaters. Someone um, who does their homework, exactly. <laughs> Which I will say, I'm looking forward to when we talk about it. It was really good and did not deserve any of the garbage got dumped on it at all. all right, um, we can talk about some of that. We can tie that into today's show. Yeah, and then I actually watched. Uh, I, I achieved the last of the uh, Game of Thrones medal challenges for my uh, walking app. So, oh. 
I now and that's where you rewatch the show while you are walking. No, right? God, no, 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 definitely not. Right. I I went and watched this week one of the best movies ever made. I went and saw The Abyss in the movie theater. First time ever seeing the movie theater. Um, really enjoyed it. They did a 4K scan. They only they were doing a one time screening on Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern local time. No, so you can't screenings. go. Anybody? <laughs> yeah, you can't go now. It's already done. Um, I thought I wasn't going to get to go, but then it worked out at the end. Um, but it was really good. Um, I love the abyss. The 4K is amazing. The only weird thing about the movie is there's one scene, and if you look it up on Twitter, everyone's complaining about this one scene. Um, there's one scene where it's like they didn't upres anything. So it's like you're watching 4K, high quality, and then all of a sudden it's like off of a VHS <laughs> for one scene, and then it cuts back into 4K. And everyone's like, what like did you lose the original trance? Like what what happened? Um that would make sense good. if it was like the final episode of She-Hulk. Yeah. And it's opening. That would have made sense. Yeah. And so they um, they did keep the, the 20th Century Fox logo at the beginning. That is still there. And they do keep the rat scene. I don't know if either of you are familiar with the abyss, but there's a it's scene been a while. where where they um they're showing this liquid that you can breathe and they put a rat inside of a thing and hold oh, it in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you right. watch the rat struggle until it starts to breathe. And everyone was like, Oh, they're gonna have to remove this for today's audiences. But they did not. They they left it in. It's right before um, uh, Ed Harris puts on the helmet and does the whole that last dive, right? Well, that's like two hours before Ed Harris puts on. Oh, the okay. Helmet. Well, eventually he does that dive, yeah. doing that same it, stuff. Yeah, and that's why it's important that it's there because you wouldn't. It, it makes that scene make sense. Like you understand. Oh, okay. oh that, he's yeah, you're gonna, right. He's not going to die. Um, but it's it. The abyss holds up so well. The effects still look great. Um, if you've never seen it, I recommend it. Good luck finding it. It is not on digital at this moment. Um, it is only on a DVD that they put out way back in the day. Um, but they are putting it on digital next week or week after. So it is coming. You don't have to wait too long, folks. Yeah, you don't have to wait too long. Uh, but it is. It's definitely good. I definitely recommend it. Where's it going digitally? Everywhere. Oh, okay. It's going everywhere digitally, and then it will be on physical disc sometime early next year. I think Any in idea March. Any going to stream on one of the streamers? Or oh, probably it, not. It's going to be it's going to be a buy. Um, but it's it's totally worth it. it. Is possibly one of the best movies ever made. Nice. So I I highly recommend this. I've never seen it, so that's what I was wondering. It's it's really good. Definitely recommend it. So there you go. That's uh, my recommendation and uh, what I did this week. Other than that, it was normal stuff. We're trying to adopt cats, and apparently that's really hard. Apparently, it was like a three-page application. Jeez. I had to put in several references. You have to put references in for the vet that you go to. Nice. I put what happened to our last pets, what traits we like, like personality traits in a cat, what personality traits we don't like in a cat, like all this stuff. Maybe you well. should just send them that calendar suggestion I sent you guys. I should. <laughs> But um, I did actually submit it, and then they called me today. They liked our application, and they moved us on to the next step. That's good. So, wow. so hopefully it'll okay. it seems intense compared to your Chicago place. It it will. Chicago was like walk in, leave with a cat. It's like it's like having a child. <laughs> you walk into a hospital, and then you walk out with a baby, and they don't give you an instruction manual. It's just like here you go, and you're like, but. I was just getting an appendectomy. Why do I have a baby? And that's how we have a baby. 
Yeah, if only you had like. And folks, that's <laughs> now our female audience <laughs> checking out. <laughs> Goodbye, ladies. <laughs> I, in my defense, I have made that joke with my wife, and she did find okay, it amazing. Well, that's good because it is kind of true. Like you do go in, and then you like one day you just go in. And you literally walk out with the baby. Yes, nine months has happened in between, but you didn't have that baby when you walked in. You walk out, you have a baby, and there is no instruction book. It is just, all right, you got a car seat? Good. Bye. And you're like, but but, but what? what, uh, Good luck. ER, you can call us. And you're like, but I don't don't know. How do I do it? That's how it works. John can attest to that. They don't give you an instruction book, Eric, as you look at me quizzically. It's true. They don't. Well, your same standards. You can just walk into any place and walk out with something you didn't walk in with. Like, I know. I uh, the other day. It's I like you walk into in. a store, walk out with a TV. Yeah, like, yeah, it was crazy. But at least TVs give you instruction books. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. It's like it makes me think of a George Santos where they asked him the question whether he's holding the baby, <laughs> and they're like, "Is that yours?" And he's like, "In two weeks," and you're like, "But what? What?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he never addresses that again. And you're like, I don't understand. Why would he? Why That's would our he? Political He's podcast. making six figures on Cameo now. Well, save it for the politics. I'm making six figures on Cameo. Oh, sorry. That's OnlyFans. <laughs> Shit. I'm making six figures on OnlyFans. No, he's literally making more money than he made in Congress. But he'll probably need that money in order yes. to pay back the people he defrauded. So, what's What's weird about OnlyFans that I didn't know... Uh, you know, it started it up, and I I thought it was like this weird like sex site. No, it's all about fans. You only show fans, like ceiling fans and hand fans. Definitely the wrong only fans, I guess. I was very fans of porn. Let's <laughs> <laughs> turn that explicit. <laughs> we get Let's all go. this in the first fifteen minutes. <laughs> we haven't hit fifteen yet. <laughs> I heard you guys like the spiciness of of how trash Bucky's is. So I prefer the gonna, Ooh. I'm sorry, it's still trash. It's not trash. I'm not gonna change Watch my opinion. We addressed this already. We did address this already. You know what we haven't addressed yet? We haven't addressed the news. Ooh. And we got some news stories for you. That's geekly time. <laughs> I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Also, my coughing. Um, Eric and I are sharing a microphone, it's, so it's actually terrible. I mean, yeah. I think, I think yes. he's like what does he have what does he have i'm so glad we shut the door <laughs> so here's the first news um this is a big one cm punk has returned to the wwe and that was like a crazy thing because when he left he burned every bridge known to man yeah he like walked out with the middle finger up yeah and they're like it'll be a cold day in hell if you ever return and then he just got so ten years have passed by. Mm-hmm. He just got fired from the company he was with because he's a dick. Where was he? AEW, mm. um, WWE's competitor. Um, he's a dick there, um, and so they fired him. And yeah. now he's back at the WWE. And when they brought him out, uh, Triple H um, put out a tweet that was like, "It's a cold day in hell," <laughs> and it's him shaking. <laughs> and on this week's episode of SmackDown, CM Punk wears a shirt that says, "Hell froze over." so it's pretty amazing so everyone comes back eventually everyone does come back of it even hulk hogan came back yeah well i mean he needed the money he didn't need the money he didn't need money but i just learned this is weird wrestling thing i didn't realize that seth rollins who is about to be in the mcu 
Um, he'll be playing a member of the Serpent Society in Captain America 4. I didn't realize until this week that Seth Rollins is married to the man, Becky Lynch. So something I learned. The man? But that's that's what she goes by, the man. Oh. The man, Becky Lynch. I'm clearly not up on my uh, my wrestling. You're not. That's okay. Let's see some other things that happened this week. <laughs> Twist and Metal, this show that's not going to go very far, I don't think. Um, but <laughs> Twisted Metal uh, got renewed for a season two, yes. so better. I need to actually watch that show. Um, it's on my list to watch. But Eric is very happy. I am. He's dancing over here. You can't see it. I can see it. He's dancing. Um, let's see. Um, what else is there that's out there in the news? The first trailer for the Suicide Squad anime came out. Eric, um, do you have any thoughts on that? Um. Did we watch it? We did. Oh, yeah, it looked great. You should, that should tell you enough. Eric, <laughs> Eric loves Harley Quinn. He's like, I don't remember watching this. Um, bigger news that uh, did happen um, in Superman Legacy. Um, James Gunn cast his brother Sean Gunn to play Maxwell Lord. Um, and it's gonna be cool. I think that's fun. Fun oh, story. You know, I like Sean Gunn. I know. I know. There's some some flack that he gets for being you know his brother and you know, constantly cast and vice versa but he's good i think he's got good uh comedic timing yeah you know and he's always kind of an enjoyable character in the in the guardians movies i'm curious to see how they're going to handle it like i the way the last time we saw max lord was in wonder woman 1984 that jim uh played by pedro pascal mm-hmm. um so daddy i'm <laughs> I also I love that um Kurt Russell has responded to rumors that he's gonna play Jarrell and he's like, I'd love to play something that Brando played. <laughs> so I think that could be fun. If that actually came true, I would totally You mean uh, something that Brando totally... was almost phoning in? But Brando still played him. Look, Brando did a lot of weird things in his life and uh Yeah, he wanted yeah. him to be like a green blob, actually. So Well, you know, we try not to we try not to talk about that. Now, let's talk about the biggest <laughs> the biggest news of all. Um, there have been a lot of set leaks for Deadpool 3, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about a couple of these real quick. Right. My favorite is um Mickey Mouse is this is an official photo from Ryan Reynolds. Like I'm not Mickey Mouse is in um in there. Um, let's see. Um, who else is Ryan of money? Reynolds? Of course that is. Yeah, so this is the actual Ryan Reynolds one. So we have, oh, we got Predator is um in, <laughs> yeah. in Deadpool right. three. Yeah, um, you know he's oh, just Wally, trolling. Oh, Wally, Wally here needs to lower the cue cards. Um, you know so he's Wally just he's just careful. probably half of these are trolls. So. As in Wally from like SNL. I don't know, just Wally. Uh, oh, Urkel, Urkel's going to be in it. I do appreciate that Urkel's there. Um. Yeah, there's some there's some great. <laughs> like I said, I'm pretty uh, sure he's trolling for most of these, but yeah. That is funny. Troll away. Uh, well, the, yeah, it's all official. These are official from Deadpool himself. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Deadpool's there. Now, if you want to know where that actually came from, <coughs> excuse me, um, Ryan did put out a tweet. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a tweet. Or it might have been an They're Instagram. not called that anymore. They are still tweets. You can <laughs> shut up, Elon. Um, They're twits. They're twits. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to read his exact wording that he wrote but i don't see it he basically put out a thing <laughs> excuse me um and i can't remember it must not have been it must not have been in um 
on Twitter, must have been on Instagram. Basically, he said, hey, look, we're doing this for the fans. We don't want to do CG backgrounds. We want to do shoot on location. And we understand people have telephoto lenses and drones. So please don't spoil the movie that we're working very hard to do. We're trying to have all these secret surprise cameos. Um, please stop. So no um, one listened? <laughs> and he's like, well, he just did this like a couple of days ago. And I haven't okay. seen any leaks since then. Um, and then he's like, you know, I understand that you're excited for it, and that's why you are sharing these, but please don't don't spoil everyone else's right. fun. Um, and then on the seventh, he put out a thing. Deadpool began with the leak, so I'm joining in, but please don't overuse the phrase Deadpool leaks because it might screw up the search results for anyone looking for Deadpool leaks or Deadpool spoilers or perhaps Deadpool scoops. So he is purposely trying to sabotage the algorithm, but and he is he is putting up some amazingly well done um, fake photos. So mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of spo- I actually have had some things spoiled that I didn't really want spoiled, just because oh, of the way the the internet works. But I know some of the secret characters that have made it into the. Into well, the movie. that's what the internet's for. That and something else we're not allowed to What's talk that about. Car? I don't know, but I am excited that Grimace is going to be in. Are you about uh, the oh, Fantastic Ted. Four car? Ted's there. Yeah, the Fantastic Four car um, is one of the, the leaks. Um, uh, there was one leak. I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, here's um, where the Joker is going to be in it. That was a good one. Um, and then Ninja Turtle. Ladies and gentlemen, you can just look up Deadpool leaks on Twitter and you'll see it. But he did put in... Did I show you guys last week the f- first official photo? Yes. Of... Yeah. The one with uh, Dogpool? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there it is. Yeah, Dogpool. Um, I do appreciate that Dogpool's in the movie. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that's kind of uh, that's kind of our stuff. The new Doctor Who's going on. The newest, the final episode of the three episodes is airing tonight. I need to watch last week's episode. But we will um, have our Doctor Who um, cast in the new year. I think John and I have decided we're going to just, we're going to watch the three specials with Eric because he's never seen an episode of Doctor Who. And we're going to see, is Doctor Who accessible? For an audience who's never seen it. So, I look forward to seeing yeah. this. Yeah? Don't you remember? No. Oh. <laughs> John remembers. Yes. Yeah. It's just three episodes. You may have been either a little something or a little bit something else when we That's talked right. about That's right. <laughs> did we really talk about it last week? Yeah, don't you remember? No. Uh, no, we did. He doesn't well, remember anything. We do He also have... doesn't remember how many exp- expletives I had to, like, bleep him on. Why would you bleep me? He bleeded you? Is he like him. a sheep? Left him. Left him. Every time you speak, you just hear. Bah. Yes, exactly. Bah. Um, we do have a letter this week that has come in. Yes. yes. The letter that's come in from Scott. Scott from New Mexico. And Scott would like to know what is your favorite non Christmas Christmas movie? Example Die Hard. Hmm. So, um, which one of you like to go first? Your favorite non-Christmas Christmas movie? I'm not going to say Die Hard because that actually is one of my favorites. But since Empire Strikes Back, Scott did it. Empire, why is that a why is that a Christmas movie? Snow. All right, Man, that's All right. <laughs> that is that is a, a bit or, of a stretch. Or technically, my favorite favorite is Batman Returns. Batman Returns Ooh, does qualify. Does qualify. I I don't know if it's counts. As if a you movie. say mine, I might have to hit you. I like Hawkeye. 
Hawkeye's a Christmas. Okay, that technically makes sense. Works, that, yeah. that makes sense. I'm going to say Gremlins. I've never seen Gremlins. Because Gremlins is, does take place during Christmas. It's a very messed up kids movie. <laughs> um, that is terrifying. I, I prefer the Portuguese version. The Portuguese version? That's a joke. If only you watched enough Community, you know it. What's Community? Ah, liar. Is that that show that starred um, the guy from Animal Farm? (laughs) I hear he's the best actor to work with. The only actor who might be um, better to work with would be Tim Allen. That's my understanding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So thank you, Scott, um, for writing in and asking us that question. I I really enjoy um, watching weird Christmassy non Christmas movies during the holidays. If you would like to write in, like Scott, it's kind of a thing he likes. It is something I like. Um, we love your questions. We do love your questions. And you're you're we don't rank things anymore, so that's a good way for us to have to throw out a quick rank. It is. It is. We should rank things again yeah, one day. Should we? Yeah, maybe. We'll do a whole episode <laughs> on ranking. Just like we're gonna rank how long it takes me to actually say what our. Um, what our email is. Um, if you want to write in like Scott did, you can write in at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com and let us know your questions, comments, concerns, and complaints. The complaint department is always open and always willing to take your feedback. It's manned by uh, by John, though, so so don't blame us for the response you get. That's right. It, it might be short and curt. <laughs> he's gonna critique your uh your your well that's because the, the complaint well. department lately has been uh there's a trash can over there <laughs> the trash can well speaking of the complaint department and the trash can let us talk about a little show called she hulk and the reason i'm saying hold on before the internet jumps on me the reason i said the complaint department or the trash can there's a whole subplot in this TV show about internet trolling. So that is where that's that is, coming that, that from. That is true. That's so, very true. I, I'm just to go on and get also, it out there. Wants, I like also, She-Hulk. <laughs> he, yes, he does. He wants to jump on it. What? Well, he said, don't internet, don't jump on me. You want to jump She-Hulk. So let's just say it. Okay. All right. I guess <laughs> we'll allow it. I'm very confused. I'm very confused. (laughs) All right. So She-Hulk came out in 2022. So that was last year. There are a total of nine episodes. This show was directed by two people, um, Kat Corio and Anu Valia. I think that's how you pronounce their names. I'm really sorry. Don't hate me. Um, The Disney, right who the showrunner is or the head writer at the very least. Um, so I don't know it's who Gal. the show. It's what? Jessica Gao. Jessica, uh, yeah, you're right. Oh, created for by tell. Well, there's also um, written by for uh, sorry. No, she by. she she is. She She's is officially. The one. Yeah. Okay. No, good. it's it so was her Jessica, show. Okay, so Jessica Gao and her staff. So there's a lot of her staff. So thank you all for writing this um, wonderful show. Um, do appreciate it. Music for this show is from. Ami Dorhi, Dorhati, um, I think that's how you pronounce. I actually really enjoy the music for this one, although I like music for a second one a little bit better. Um, just a little bit. Um, Tatiana Maslani as Jennifer Walters, who she's always amazing. Um, yes. Jennifer Walters, that's not Tatiana Maslani. No, other way around. Reverse that, strike it. Um, Ginger 
Um, Gun Gonzaga as Nikki. Also love Nikki. Also, love yes, Nikki. Also great. Um, Jamil Jamil or Jamali. It's Jamil. It's Jamila. Jamil Jamil. Okay, I was right. Oh, okay, good. Um, as Titania, who was actually really well cast. She was also well cast. I loved her in The Good Place. That's where I first yeah, was introduced to her. She's great. Never it was seen like one it. of her first things ever. Yes, was it? I think so. Uh, um, Josh Ser- uh, Segara as Pug, which I've seen him in other things. He's great. Um, he Tim great. Roth returning as Abomination um, was amazing. Mm-hmm. John Bass as Todd. Todd. Oh. Todd. Yeah. Um, Mark Ruffalo as um, Bruce Banner was yeah. great. We have a bunch of other people. Benedict Wong as Wongers. Um, where <laughs> is why is Madison not she's like number one she's way down I thought she's in at least two no just one. Is she yes really okay this is who he really one? wants to go after he wants to go after yeah. Madison he loves Madison is I do, we all do. I want the Madison show um is she really is that low where is she what is her she's I want to give her searching the IMDB list looking for where are you I I am Megan the Stallion is in it which is great um I'm, seriously where is, this is actually going to bother me now Oh, where is Madison? <laughs> Married guy is higher. There's Madison. Okay. <laughs> Patty, Patty Guggenheim is Madison. And what has Patty been in other than this show? So I can watch them. Mr. May. Oh, that's right. She is in Mr. Mayor. Florida oh, Girls. Mr. <laughs> what? Um, so she was good. Also, so here's what I want. So as we talk about the show, I want a Wong Madison Tim Roth show. Remember, or I told just... you we had a great I had a great idea. Remember, I had a fantastic idea for like how we do it. We have like a whole show with all of our favorite side characters. Yeah. Oh, also, Charlie Cox returns as Daredevil. Yes. In this. Um, I want um Griffin Matthews, who plays Luke Jacobson. I want Luke and mm. um um oh the dude from um Daredevil season one. Now I can't think of his name. Um, because I love the guy who creates Daredevil's costume. Um, I can't think of his name now. Um, Melvin. I want Luke and Melvin to have their own TV show. There's just something fascinating about these characters who make the costumes. They're more fascinating than they should be. But Luke was great <laughs> in this. So there we go. So I'm just going to name the episodes real fast, and then we can just talk about them however we would like. So the episodes are um, A Normal Amount of Rage, Superhuman Law, The People versus Emil Blonsky, is this not real magic? Mean green and straight poured into these jeans. It's a great title. Just Jen, The Retreat, Ribbit and Rip It. Whose show is this? Um, I love the titles of the show. Oh, yeah. It, the, the show idea was the unofficials where Long was going to be the leader. Yeah. He's going to have Madison, Luis, Kurt, Dave from Ant-Man, Agent Wu, Darcy, Korg, Meek. We now have to add some people to that. We do have to add some people to that. And they were going to be brought together by Morgan Le Fay and a Camelot-like world. We could add Luke Jacobs into that, actually. Yes, I want Luke. I really like Luke a lot. It cracked me up. I'm adding that to him to the list there. So first episode, we kind of, you know, we get her origin, which is actually fairly close to the books. I do appreciate how they do the origin. Um, Actually, there's a reference. um, Where was it? It was in episode... Three, they actually made a correct reference to her real getting powers. 
What was the... the reporter says, I labeled this deep cut. The reporter says, is it true you got your powers from a mafia hit and that you received a blood infusion from your cousin? Oh, okay. You're right. That's exactly how it went down in the comic books. But that would have taken too much story. I kind of well, that's what I think it was. They they threw it in. You like you had to know. I'm like for me, I'm like, oh, nice one, deep cut. You know, yeah. I caught uh, it because I thought it was hilarious. No, it's good. I my favorite like deep cut joke that they do is um when she gets the job to go and represent Abomination. And she's like, I can't. There's a conflict of interest. And then it goes through the whole spiel. And then she calls Bruce to ask for permission. He's like, yeah, but back then I was like a different guy. And then he looks at the (laughs) camera for a second and then goes back to talking. Yeah. And it's like the only time that he breaks the fourth wall without her. Because most times people don't break the wall unless she's there. I'll tell you something, though. Nikki does it a couple times if you're paying attention. Nikki is also fairly bad but nikki's great so yes we love um nikki and pug oh Uh gosh yeah her and pug what i don't think they break the fourth wall nikki glances at the camera a couple times she glances she doesn't stare she like you catch her she'll be with somebody else and she'll glance over at the camera she also at one point i'm pretty sure was wearing something involving the 10 rings and a pentagon so it's quite possible i've Um, seen i saw that so i thought that was interesting so this is a question for Eric, because you don't have as much back history as we do with She-Hulk. Sure. Um, Don had a poster of She-Hulk above his bed when he was a kid. It was very weird and awkward. It was one of the pictures. Yeah, kind of uh, anyway, um, what you did you think National Lampoon's the... Christmas, didn't you? What? What like, did she nothing. think of the breaking the wall? Was it off-putting to you? Was it confusing? Um, No, actually. I liked it a lot. I thought it made the show more interesting because it was like we were part of something it was also kind of fun to see the fact that the only time someone references her talking to the camera is bruce who's also a hulk Mm -hmm. so like when she you know i think it's the first episode uh looks at the camera at the end or whatever he kind of goes what's that as she's talking to the camera no one else does that so i was kind of a little you know what that makes me think of it makes me how many of you seen fleabag yeah no oh i love fleabag it's great i love the the talking to camera because there is a sequence where the priest who's played by moriarty from sherlock he can tell when that's happening he's the only one right speaking of well in the scene you referenced though with hulk i think that was the canonically because we were looking at a flashback i think that was the first time she She ever references yeah the camera because she looks confused too right because she does it and then she turns back and then they both look very confused right and i think that was whatever is going on with her hulking is why she i i think it works very well because this is a comedy Mm -hmm. the meta commentary thing or that kind of thing really works well in a comedy i like it because i like a good meta commentary plus it is a direct reference to she hulk by john byrne what's as i say his run yeah i thought that's where you're going yeah, it's a direct. It's a direct from the books, and I really appreciate it. Even like in the last episode when she goes out of the story into Disney Plus, that is a direct reference to an issue of the book where she yeah. goes out of the. Panel. Yeah, she goes to the Marvel offices. Yeah. Huh. So they did a lot of little nods to that. I am excited to see, and I I really hope they throw her into Deadpool three, or at least when Deadpool gets in, I want her and Deadpool to break the fourth wall constantly. 
Like I would love for them to be on screen and then she do like he's on there doing something weird and vulgar. And then she looks at the screen and is like, what's up with this guy? And then for him to then like pop, walk up next to him and be like, I don't know. What is up with me? And then them to be confused. And then be like, wait a minute, you do it too? I do it. Oh my God, we're like twinsies. <laughs> that's what I would love. By the way, <laughs> Sensational She-Hulk by John Byrne. That's what you guys should check out if yes. you're interested in more reading on that. I'll put a link to some of that in the, um, in the notes because I think that'll be great for people who want to do some further reading. Or any okay. She-Hulk. Any oh, yeah. She-Hulk. Any is- She-Hulk is good, but I think that John Byrne run was very good. It is good. It's not a long run, right? It's pretty short, I believe. I'll double check it, but yeah, I don't think it was that. Long. I think it's pretty short. Um, yeah, so it was good. I really enjoyed that. I love in the first going back to the first episode. I love like the training montage. I love how like Bruce gives like the manual, like all right, it's gonna take you a really long time to do this, and she's like, do what this, and then just change his back. <laughs> I also really appreciate the. Oh, he gets thrown off by that whole thing about how she doesn't get angry. She's still herself. No split personality. Yes. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate it, Rachel and I, the uh, fact that it's because she's a woman. So she just has to deal with this shit all the time. Anyway. I know. Oh, that I is that, a, that is a theme. <laughs> I also like the, um, the saw room. Like what would have happened if she hadn't <laughs> changed? Like Bruce was going to kill this woman. <laughs> yes. Um, I also love the, quick like we gotta ex- we gotta explain how bruce's arm is healed in mm-hmm. shang chi so let's throw in some lines really fast yeah <laughs> let's see um oh the best part though i think we can all agree the horn when she's sleeping oh <laughs> the bullhorn yeah i know what you thought God. i was gonna say you thought i was gonna say captain america fucks but not gonna say that. This is this no. Is a kid's show. Does he gonna, though? That is the burning question. We only and, get to at the end. And Natalie Dormer. Yes, yes. I confirmed it was Natalie Dormer. <laughs> she Bruce says in 1943, Steve hooked up with a woman on the um the tour. The only woman we see him like we actually see him with. Yeah, on but she wasn't. She wasn't was. on the. She wasn't in the USO tour though. How do we know? Well, we don't, but she was. That's right. So it was Natalie Dormer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I'm going with this. It was Natalie Dormer. Uh, okay. So anyway, you, that's just, you wanted to be Natalie Dormer. I get it. In my mind, it's Natalie Dormer. All right. Okay. So all right, fair enough. Fair enough. All, that's how I read the tea leaves. It's how I read the tea leaves. I like that. Um, when at the end of the, this leads into the second. I like at the end of the first one when Titania breaks in. And Jen saves the day. What immediately happens? Everyone fires her. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you help? And I love how they lose the trial. Compromise the case. Yeah. The most dickish way. Yeah. It was very lawyery. It's exactly what would happen. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I, I like the fact at the very end, the little, the little end tag where they do talk about the whole Captain America virgin thing. That was yes, always a fun one. Fun. Um, let's see what else we got. So we got um, where we learned about the um, oh sorry going back to the first episode because it is relevant for the rest of the series. What causes the accident was the ship from Sakar. Yes, um, yeah, getting yeah. there and then Banner goes off with them, which will come back later on in the show. 
episode two, there is a great line I like when she's talking about people who become superheroes because she's still fighting that idea of it. And she has billionaires, narcissists, and adult orphans for some reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was hilarious. And I like when she goes to finally see Oblonsky and he talks about the guy who takes him, Wong. Mm-hmm. And when Nikki's looking him up, she's like, he's either the Sorcerer Supreme or a librarian in Nepal. <laughs> yeah. Well, according I love to that Link- she's going to LinkedIn. You know, I love that she also sets a thirst trap for him by <laughs> giving, posting a picture of her in a library, uh, <laughs> which is hilarious. And it's so long. Yeah. Like they actually show us clips from Shang-Chi, which is really nice at the end of that. Yeah. When yeah. we see um, that he's broken out. Um, what do you think of the new take on Blonsky? Because it's wildly different. It is. Um, I like it. I like I like it. And to circle back to the end of the film, at the end of the series, I like that he is still that person. He is actually trying to reform. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. not like, you know, douchey. You know what it made me think of? It made me think of the um of Deathstroke in the the CW Arrow. And how when they took that whatever it was the Maracu and he went crazy yeah. and then he came back down mm-hmm. to being normal. I feel like that's kind of what we're dealing with here, like where he's he like the initial introduction of the you know the serum kind of made him batty and now he's sort of like returned to less nut job. Well, in, in fairness, going all the way back to the start of our MCU watch formally, um, Emil Blomsky's was a douche yeah he was like maybe he like, really so did it, change there's there's a there's a complete character reform it's not like his best self went into douche form with the, with the <laughs> injection yeah. his douche self just became douchier yeah oh yeah no it hyper it's the it's the it's the superhero serum element it, it just yeah. accentuates all the worst crap it's like going into a to a trip with negative thoughts you're gonna have a bad trip mm, yeah and he had a bad trip he became he the abomination I do like the fact that this is where we really start to see Jen uh, pushing back against trolls online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as or as I call them, the fanboys and the incels, and I call them the people who are suffering from toxic emasculation. As I like to refer to them, I I love that they knew this show. I guess this goes into later episode, but I love that they knew going in what was going to happen with yes. this show and the amount of toxic garbage. And they actually even took clips from the internet mm-hmm. of like some of the message boards and threw it in. And they're oh, like yeah. the episode where they show all the message boards. <clears throat> and they, they knew in advance that this was going to happen and they worked it into as like plot into the show. And it, it yeah. works very well. Really enjoyed it. So episode uh, three, the people very, oh, in episode two, I should mention this. She gets hired from her firing yes. um, by the company that the law firm that had beat her and got her almost disbarred to a degree um hired her to be the head of the superhero division with a tiny little catch she can only be she hulk by the way that is a funny uh joke to the comic books where there's an entire storyline where she is hired by that same law firm because here's the fun part she got kicked out of the avengers mansion and, and the avengers for being too much of a partier <laughs> and so wow. she has to sober up and do this job and the entire law firm has a comic book research library 
which we saw perhaps a reference to. Yeah, because there's one lawyer in his room that it's a whole wall of comic books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's an argument you. That's that's a great. That's that's also another. I'll have to. I'll have to look that up. I'll link that in our notes as well mm-hmm. because that's another great uh, example of um, a, something you should probably check out. Yeah. Now, what did you think about um, her her father being cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers? He was awesome. He was so cool. <laughs> I had to point he that out to my dad. wife. She did not realize that was him. I was like, yes. What was? Uh, oh, he's in Secession too, which cracks me up. He's really? the one, yeah. He's the one in the family that um, that the Roys are trying to buy their company. Uh-huh. Um, he's one of the brothers. He's the one that um, the politician one pisses off at the party because he like insults him, and uh-huh. then like you constantly see him with Connor over and over again. But he's okay. he's in it. <clears throat> it cracked me up because I watched that right after I was watching She Hulk. That's the only reason I connected the two. He's also um, cousin Larry. He'll always be cousin Larry. Must have been first or second season of Succession. No, it's not the last season. He's in the last season, but it's the third. He, when Connor starts running for president, he pops up a couple of times. Okay. Um, but he's mostly in it. I'm pretty sure it's the third season okay. that he's mostly in it. It's because that's when they're trying to buy from the other family. Yeah. Um, but he's the son, I think. Okay. Of, um, of that family. Anyway. Uh, he's a good actor. He's fun to see popping back up, and I like that he's the um, that he's her father. I also like the tag when he's having her do all the chores. Yeah, <laughs> this is a crazy amount of water. <laughs> I'm glad you're still hydrated. Yeah. The humor in this show is so well done. It is. It really is. Uh, the people versus the um, Blonsky. Um, this is actually where they get the thirst trap part. Um, but I like that. I love the side. The side story is better than the main story. Like. I pug, I need you to represent this douchey lawyer mm-hmm. who thought he was dating Megan the Stallion. <laughs> and it's I, I love that the, the elf is like diplomatic immunity. The judge is like, no, no, you don't have diplomatic immunity. <laughs> and the fact that she does the same trick multiple times, mm-hmm. like when the lawyer first leaves and Pug's sitting there, and then the lawyer walks back in, he's like, I'm dropping the case. And it's like no, and then he does she does it again with the lawyer or the judge. I feel like she does it a third time. I feel they like do it three times where she impersonates. But I love the judge. I know definitely uh, definitely the lawyer, definitely the judge. I feel like there's a third. I could be wrong, but I feel like there's yeah. a third. And then I like that Megan the Stallion actually shows up at the end, which is great. Well, they do show Megan the Stallion like in isn't it the cutscene or something like buying all the stuff. No, the the cutscene is her twerking. Oh, that's right. That's the, right. But there is the scene where um, she's Megan the Stallion. It's like a little internet clip. That's me, where she's yeah. Megan the Stallion, um, like buying stuff. Right. Um, I love like you thought Megan the Stallion drove that car. <laughs> so good, so good. Oh man, I love it. Uh, the side stories are so good in this show. I love them. I do appreciate that it really did take on the the element of of like a procedural law show uh, on a couple episodes Mm -hmm. i mean really like there was no major overarch other than just dealing with people who didn't like her right for being her Mm -hmm. very meta in in the in the canon of the show this is also where they kind of start to set they start to seed in the overarching plot uh, overarching plot of the show 
because they start talking about um this is where we see that they're trying to get the blood someone's trying to get her blood right there's the first little bit of reference to that um uh, the wrecking crew shows up um and they in this version they've got asgardian tools yeah, well, is um, that what they were, Asgardian? Because yeah, they, there's a line that um, uh, it's Asgardian tools. I remember it's this episode, or if it's the retreat, but one of the one of the episodes references Asgardian tools, and you can see they have runes on them when they show them in the show. Yeah, no, you see that, and they're glowing and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's an interesting way to uh, incorporate the Wrecking Crew because it it would have been a little hard to do uh, without. Right. Let's see. Um, oh, the next episode. Um, is this not real magic? I love that the magician's name is Donnie Blaze. So close to Johnny. I know. I was so when I first watched it, I was like, they're gonna do it. They're gonna bring in Ghost Rider. We're getting Ghost Rider. And like, no. No. But there I, is references to a demon. I made I made a deal with a demon. And it's yeah, even, Madison uh, did. Yeah. One of the cartoons, you know, at the end that they draw mm-hmm. is the goat demon, and she's signing. Oh, I don't think I've noticed yeah. that. God, what's the? What's the? Oh my god! It's just what? a goat, though. It's not like a goat demon, you know. I know, but I'm like, what do you think the? Uh, what do you think the Mephisto? It could be Mephisto. <laughs> I was gonna say, what do you think the? Deal no, is? she she, said, she said it was a. She said it was a goat. She does say goat. There's a line. I want to say it's the court case where they say the word demon, but what's the um what do you think the the deal was because she says i can never mention it or he'll take oh. like he'll take my soul or something Ooh. why she's I hanging out with long so much in. i hope it because i with her making the waves she made and having that little drop line actually something's gotta happen oh yeah there, there's Where's mephisto coming in what, what show the they theory is iron heart they, they keep teasing it yeah the well, theory is iron heart right it's confirmed uh, I mean, nothing is confirmed. No. It's just he was on set, and everyone's fairly confident that um, it's Cohen, um, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I love Madison. She's so great. I love that when she drops in, like Wong is sitting there about to watch Sopranos, and she just drops in, spoils it, and then she just like, <laughs> like I just don't understand. She's just like drops in. She's like, oh, cool, random guy, couch. Oh, sit here. Considering her party her party esque, that's probably not that uncommon for her. I know, but was she still drunk at that point? Yeah, maybe. But so, I thought she'd been with in the other world for a while. I don't think I'm, she's I'm gonna, not drunk anytime we see her. I bet you she could blow like a, a point. <laughs> a point <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about alcohol breathalyzer test. Jeez, <laughs> keep your minds out of the gutter. No, I bet she could blow like a three point oh, a point three. On a breathalyzer test, and still, like, they would never know she's drunk. She probably is a high functioning person, <laughs> so, even when drunk. It's Jesus, how she's presented. So, yes. when do we think we will see her again? The next time we see Wong, well, whatever that is. But do we think that she'll show up in like Doctor Strange 3? Yes. Or will it be Please. a mystery TV show that they reference oddly? Because they're like, either we're one's fine. See you again, like, oh, you're working on some secret show. There's like some line about a secret show, and Wong's like, yes, been very busy. Mm. <laughs> I, I do love, like. I, was well, saying, I would love for her to be in Doctor Strange three, and I would love for Stephen to be like, what What is going on while I have been gone? <laughs> Another one name person too. It only goes by one name. That'll mess right. with his head. Oh, but you know what? Right. My favorite thing is I love the fact that this this um 
this episode really highlights that Jin has a dating problem because of She-Hulk. Well, I think Jin just has a dating problem. She does, and she's trying to... This is part of that whole pull on her identity thing that starts to really gin, gin up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this I really is- like the fact that we had the whole fun with that guy who, like, walks out when he, she, goes, she goes back to being Jin, oh, or when she yeah. turns to the camera, when she makes a She-Hulk identity and says, I'm not proud of this. Yeah. Well, I love the when they're making out and then Wong comes in. Mm-hmm. Or and then <laughs> and then what what's there's another like one of the other lines when like when they're on the date and like, do you want to go back to my place? And it's like, oh yeah. We're about to get into like to Jen hooking up with everyone. Or she hulk, sorry, Shulky yeah. hooking up with everyone. It's like, oh, maybe something like like would you want to like see if we could get this to go maybe split some fries yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love to split some fries as well. i love the they're my the weirdest euphemism ever gets her going yeah. well but it's then the whole thing like, at the end would you like with, some coffee yeah. <laughs> well the whole thing at the end where she has the she says i bet there's a fun tag mm-hmm. yeah and then of course it's madison and wong yeah yeah and i he was a dick the doctor oh and then yeah when he the comes back in the guy. court when he comes back in the court case and it's like yeah, I thought she was hot, but Jen, no, not Jen, not my dad. It's like I don't, I don't under, I just, it's baffling to me. That's the next that episode no, too, I believe. Uh, yes, because she got served at the end of this. Yes, one. Um, green and straightforward into these jeans. It it's baffling to me that no man is interested in Jen. Like I just don't see how everyone I like think no one this, finds her attractive. No, I yeah, think but this, this is the Ally McBeal issue. No, 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 no. This is this is what this is. But I this is that. about the fact that Jin is not as confident as She-Hulk. I think that's True. some of the problem right. that we're wrestling with here is She-Hulk represents not only a physically different person version of Jin, it represents another version, another side of Jin herself that is confident. And that lack of confidence that Jen projects, well, she says that is one of the things that pushes people away. In in the wedding episode, she says that because she says, "Oh no, sorry, it's not the wedding episode; it's the retreat." When she's sitting there, she's like, "She's like, I'm that." She's like, "You know, when you're in high school and you had that friend who was the athlete and the super popular one that everyone wants to be with." Yeah, that's episode seven. You're right; I didn't notice that actually. I said, uh, I said, real powerful therapy session with an outcast Jin and the popular She-Hulk identity yeah. issue. Yeah. Well, there's also the reference where um, I think it's just Jin, that episode, mm-hmm. where she's talking to the the bride. I think it is. Yeah. And the bride's like, "Oh, what are you doing these days?" And she's like, "Actually, I'm doing really well. I'm an accomplished lawyer. I, uh, I'm a Hulk now." And like, she's really yeah. she's gained confidence. You know, like she's talking about all these, you know, um accomplishments in that way i guess and they're like oh but who are you seeing oh i'm not seeing anyone oh i'm so sorry yeah but when that same girl is drunk later she's so happy she hulk is there Mm -hmm. i don't think she was happy though i think this was her playing off of the like you are ruining my wedding but oh this is so cool look who's showing up everybody a celebrity i hated I, i hated josh Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Josh well, it's because he's the night. It's you know what he is. He's the nice guy who's not re- who says he's a nice guy, but he's not. Right. Yeah. He is a. There's an archetype of that out yeah. there in the world because what he really is is he's one of those guys from Intelligentsia, yeah. the incel website as I labeled it there, who just want to hate on She-Hulk. Yeah, that's what he is. But, he's really one of those people. 
but with the oh uh, the the main guy of intelligence yeah. well so in, so in episode five we meet todd actually yeah. episode five sets up a lot yeah because it, it sets up todd um it sets up that he's a dick it sets up luke um well, todd was introduced in the dating uh, montage if you remember yes she did yeah. date him in episode four that was but we find out he's a client Oh, you're right. You're right. That's why I referenced because it. Because episode Todd. four is used you're right. as the defense against. He's uh, the one who's super curious about her She Hulk right. powers. Yeah. Right. And then we meet him. We learn, truly learn him. He, in he basically, right. in episode four, but, he's a creep. He comes yeah. off as a creep. But we is. also, in episode five, we get um, Daredevil's helmet, which they show us that. And then it's like, wait a minute. Wait, but, but where's Daredevil? And then we have to go several episodes before they make that pay. We literally off. have to go like three episodes. Well, here's the thing I wrote down this line. There's a line in episode five where she says, I'm still Jennifer Walters. She-Hulk is just something that happened to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, just like I the think Avengers happened. Well, but that's like, that's part of how she refer- referentials that this other side of herself, this mm-hmm. is still part of that whole her not accepting it element. Yeah. Um. So and an ep- I, think, uh, I was saying all that earlier to your point about like why she doesn't date. I think she's just so focused on her career. She is very focused. That's, that's another element. Is, yeah. Uh, it's not so much that she couldn't get a date. She's just kind of only she's, half looking. You know, can I also mention yeah. that she's dating the wrong kind of guy? She's on a oh, dating yeah. app. Yeah. She yeah. is. Uh, Definitely well, dating the wrong kind of men. Yeah. Um. So in the wedding episode, back to the, I love the side stories. I love the Mr. Immortal mm-hmm. um, side oh, yeah. story. Which is well, just, that, I love, I me, love Mr. how, what was it? Uh, Nikki manages to come up with a way to settle it. Yeah. 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 She's awesome. Nikki well, is awesome. The Mr. Immortal storyline is the most like single episode sort of procedural aspect of the of the show, I feel like. Probably, yeah. I'm so either that one or the other one. Danny uh, Blaze, maybe the Danny Blaze one. Yeah. Also, well, episode two with the um her having to defend that jerk of a former DA office guy, too. Yeah, but he pops up a couple times. Yeah, but that that's character. the one time where they actually have him in court where he thought he yeah. was dating the real Megan DeStallion. And well, the and the frog guy a little bit too. I yeah, guess. when we get to when we get yeah. to him, um, I I really appreciate Mister Immortal, and it just makes <laughs> I, me laugh. I love that he just like would get up and just throw himself out the window. <laughs> and then, the best is well, first off, why didn't they have tempered glass? But secondly, I love the <laughs> Nikki's line after they look down and see him. Nikki's just like, oh, so at least now we know how he does it. <laughs> like, <that's> just <laughs> just casually, and she's like, ah, and just walks off you know but i guess she believed him i guess after um having been married to alexander hamilton for a while you kind of just understand that people just leave you for some strange reason (laughs) uh speaking here meta commentary folks mega commentary you didn't realize that she was breaking the fourth wall he's breaking the fourth wall what yeah and um and um the other lawyer she's um in hamilton oh yeah she was on hamilton's wife she was angelica yeah, I thought she Angelica. was Angelica. Oh, I thought she was That's the one. Angelica. Is... No, yeah. she's not Eliza. She's Angelica. Oh, well, sorry. She's a great still... actress. I love. She I did still... know that. Actually. She would still that understand. She would still understand. She's also in. Um, um, oh, fuck. Rachel's gonna kill me because she likes the show. Uh, there was a there's a show on Peacock, I think, that has her yeah. in it. Oh, Girls Five. Yes, Girls Five. Thank you. Rachel says it's amazing. I I know, my it. Rachel loves it too. Apparently, Rachel's love that show. Only Rachel's. 
Here, here, Rachels. Yeah, all the Rachels that are listening to this podcast. We know you all. Are. Yeah. Okay. It's actually, speaking, probably all say that. Speaking of episode seven, I, knowing <laughs> well, what actually, was going to happen, episode five. It's real quick before we okay. see six. Um, that's where intelligentsia. Yeah, subset six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's when Nikki and what's her name find it, and they don't want to tell. They say, but then Nikki yeah. calls her and leaves a voicemail. Yes. <laughs> then the, we come into episode seven with the whole like montage of her and Josh. And then they finally sleep together, and then of course he ghosts her, and then we find out why at the end of the episode is because he filmed them, and yes. then cloned her phone. Yes. But that's when she has the real powerful session at and Emile's place. DNA. And I love the fact yeah, that it took the blood from her. My too. other favorite thing was that I love that she calls for a previously on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't oh, want to yeah. explain it. <laughs> yeah. I like um in the in this episode, um, the retreat when we start to start we start truly getting some like D list characters. Oh gosh, yes. So we got like El um, Aguila. Um, so they actually got his costume pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. We've got. Um, uh, oops, I didn't mean to hit that. Um, we get Wrecker. We already technically had Wrecker, mm-hmm. um, but just so Eric can see what Wrecker looks like. Um, so this is what Wrecker looked like in the in the books. Not even close to what we got, except for he did have the the correct crowbar. Oh, I see. Uh huh. Man bull. Which is just such a strange character that we got, um, but yeah, here's Man Bull. <laughs> He's a Man and Bull. Porcupine. We do get Porcupine, um, and then there's the one that I actually don't know. Uh, por- porcupine, by the way, this is like all he's done. But he, but I think he, he might be the actor. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was like, what are you talking about? Um, yep, so Porcupine, and then um, who's the? Oh, oh, this is the one that I don't know. Um, was it so guess he's like my dad or something like that, like the Blade character, or so it seems. Is he what? I feel like he talks about like my father or something like that. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's a reference. Oh, wow, he's a real. He's well, he isn't. There's he's yeah, he's a real character. Apparently, he does do stuff with Blade because here's um a Blade issue that he's and but uh yeah, there he is. Not what I was expecting. Saracen? Sar- I think that might be how you pronounce it. Saracen. But yeah, he exists. So he's a real character. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, I like this episode. I like that. I like that Blonsky has created a retreat. Yes. For all these. Um, I love that it's just a quick episode of her dealing with her stuff, figuring out what's going on. We find out that she doesn't know how to text men. Um <laughs> Actually, she knows how to text men. She just makes the bad choice that everyone does. Everyone has sent out a message where you're like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, although hers is at least the most innocent of some. It for the it most worse. Part. Yeah, it could have been way worse. Yeah, it's true. Um, we learn the Hulk King. Who is Hulk King? Mm-hmm. Starts to pop up. Um, so then we get um, episode eight. This is where this is one of the best episodes, I think. Yes. Um very very when, roller coaster right. I love when when Daredevil shows up as the the lawyer but like <laughs> the frog character. <laughs> I don't think Eric's ever seen the picture of it. I don't think so. Uh, they did. Good job, didn't they? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Little, he's the the one in the show's a little bit more fit. He's way more fit in the show. Definitely more uh, yeah. of a villain. 
definitely more of a menacing villain in the yes as we find out it's i really love that, I love like that he, he his daddy's that. got money and that's why jen has to represent him yeah so i i love in the daredevil in, in this episode ribbit and rip it um i love that they do a hallway fight yeah it's and you're like this is yeah. gonna be great like everyone starts to come up and we're all like oh we're going full on and then just crash right through and <laughs> okay, i also there's... love I can, there's 30 of them. I can take, or however many there is, like 15 or whatever. It's like, yeah. I can take each one out in 30 seconds. So come down and she's like, I'm not waiting an hour. It's like, you, you, that's not the math. Like, you don't, <laughs> you don't understand math. It's simple. By math. the way, this is the episode where I wrote down that if you haven't realized that by now, the supporting cast of this show is so superior to almost all others. Yes. If you have not figured it out yet, I would say the only one that I think has better. Equal or better is Miss Marvel. Loki. Yeah. Loki, I'd say Loki. You're right. Ms. Loki. Your Loki is another good one. Loki, yeah, Miss Marvel, like, and this one are probably bro, the I, most even though it's called She-Hulk, it feels like a very ensemble sort of show. Well, would just be with that, but that goes in I think into play with the comedy mm-hmm. like yeah. procedural aspect. Yeah. Because yes. you have to in that one. And Pug's a shoe collector. I don't know when we got to that. Oh, I love that. Year. <laughs> do that a makes... Will you do the, a... the Iron Man threes are coming out? I love that. I love that. Will you do a favor for me and get in line with me? It's like okay, oh. I'll do it, but you know that you will owe me one with interest. It's like all right. And then when she's like, I'm calling it in now. It's like, but wait a minute, you haven't done the first one yet. And she's like, Yeah, but I'm I'm skipping you the interest. And he's like yeah by the way <laughs> it's so perfect in the courtroom so sequence is that the first time we learn that the sokovia accords have been repealed yes matt maradar yes. says it by the way i want to say this matt's a better lawyer yeah yeah he of is course he's a really lawyer. good and i like that later on in the bar he starts trying to push her and nudge her towards being a superhero yeah he gives her like a spiel well i love it because he gives her that like you you have the best of both. He starts off that mm-hmm. like you have the best of both worlds. You can help people who, when the laws fail them, and you can help people when whatever the other has failed you. Um, and he starts to set all that up for her. Um, it's it's such a fun one. This is uh, <clears throat> I love the when the walk of shame happens. Mm-hmm. The walk of shame cracks me up, and then Nikki's like, "I saw this guy walking down dressed like a devil. He's doing the <laughs> walk of shame." Oh, <laughs> okay. Another thing, when Todd claims he bought a Wakandan spear and they want it back, I honestly would have been like, I would have just called Wakanda and said, here's where he's at. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And the fact that he had the gall to do that in front of By her. By the way, also, the fact that Jen at one point tells Daredevil, it's really brave to go with ketchup and mustard as your color scheme. Yes. <laughs> I really wish uh, the Dormelage had come back in, by the way. On this show. That would have oh been gosh. great. Could you imagine if Okoye breaks in and Okoye plays the show as if it was everything else that she's ever been in? It's just as straight as can be. Oh, Everyone yeah. else is weird and zany. Well, yeah, they have to be. And she... In general, I feel like. Well, but they made Daredevil. They broke Daredevil and made him a little bit lighter in this show. Sure. Mm-hmm. If for some reason, if the Dora, no matter what show they are in, is always just very strict <laughs> yeah and it, it almost would become like a naked gun type of situation <laughs> where they're the leslie nielsen of it's just it's exactly what it is by the way two things when they go to rescue luke jacobson mm-hmm. there's besides the, the she hulk busting in which you guys already talked about 
I love the when Daredevil is explained to her the difference between henchmen and goons. Yes. And when the one guy hits her with a bat and she turns to him and says, did you really think that was going to work? Yeah. <laughs> so much good in this episode. So good. It's it really so is. well done. This might be I, like the best episode, in my opinion. Just the way it, it hits. Yeah. It's hitting in all cylinders. I also love the when Nikki's there and like, oh, yeah, yeah, I hooked up with him. And then she's like, wait a minute, but why is the show not over? Oh, like, yeah. What's going on? Wait a minute. Are, she makes two references. an ultimate episode? Oh, wait, are we about to are we about to go into the finale? Like I love all those little Well, things. but she she makes two little references. Is there a red hulk? And then she says, or I'm about to get fridged. And yeah. I feel like that needs to be, of course, Red Hulk is Thunderbolt Ross, and that's from the comic books. But if yeah, you're not totally familiar with what it be, what she means by getting fridged, it's from a terrible superhero trope that women characters in comic books were basically getting killed off. And basically being stand-in figures. And it ties back to a Green Lantern issue when a villain finds out and goes to Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern's house, and literally kills his girlfriend and stuffs her in a fridge. Yeah. Surprise way, for you yeah, in the it's, fridge. Oh, yeah. It's it's a terrible statement, but it makes a lot of sense in this show, considering the fact that they're pushing back against male conceptions of female characters. You know? Yes. They're doing a lot of that. So I think it's very appropriate that that came up. I was like, oh. But I also realized that there might be people who have no idea that that's what that's a reference to. Maybe what someone in this room? Well, but I'm just talking about our audience in general. They may not know. They yes. may not even caught it. Who knows? <laughs> so then we go into the last episode of whose show is Well, this? no, no, no. We get to her getting oh, arrested. Well, you're right. Oh, yeah. When she you're makes right. a spectacle in front of the entire media and now they paint her as a monster which was what bruce warned her about well when she's embarrassed well she's embarrassed by the hulk by hulk king because they basically demonstrate revenge porn right i mean and you understand like her point like why she does what she does she loses control one time and all of a sudden that's all she is which is what i think hypothetically i can imagine that there are many women who feel that way well i love like when you get mad and you lose your cool one time and all of a sudden everybody paints you as that's who you are but no one does that to a man well what's interesting about how how that sequence starts is the the clip starts to play Mm. mallory the black woman looks at her and says don't do it jen because she understands from her point of view as a woman yeah. Not only is standing up for yourself and getting upset over this as a woman bad, but she is a woman of color telling a woman of color in this moment, a green yes. woman, if you do this, you will you're like you're gonna be painted as the angry black woman or the she angry. She tries to warn her. She she you know what she is? She's the Jiminy Cricket at that moment. She's trying to be the conscience on her shoulder and warn her, but she's been taking all these blows. Yeah. The whole season, and it just finally pours over, you yeah. know. All with because intelligentsia is doing what they're doing. Well, they've been they've been baiting her, and then of course damage control shows up to arrest her. Yeah, which damage control has actually been around a couple of times in this because the prison is damage yes, control that's, prison. That's their supermax. Yeah, yeah. So now we go in. So now that she's gotten upset, we go into the last episode okay, of best opening. Go with this best opening. God, it is the best opening. I they love literally the... do the retro Incredible Hulk <laughs> TV show. Love it. Just I love that they amazing. get. Um, they get Mark Ruffalo back. Yeah, for that. Yeah, to do he plays that one. that. He literally is just human. Yeah, he's just there, <laughs> but looking like Bill Bixby. Yes. Which is great. That was so good. 
Uh, my understanding is they were going to try to have She-Hulk in that show at one point in time. I imagine they were. When things didn't work out like yeah. they did. Um, <clears throat> so we get so she gets jail. fired. Gets fired. Yeah. Her life is ruined. She's in jail. And she can get out only on one condition. She has to wear the inhibitor bracelet. Mm-hmm. Which then, I think that's actually more of why she got fired than anything else. She, is, she only be hired, She-Hulk. Yeah, because yeah. she couldn't be She-Hulk. And of course, she is being stalked by the press. She's out of work. She moves yeah. in with her parents. She's going towards rock bottom. She lost her house or her apartment. Yes, her apartment. Right. Lost her job, lost her yep. apartment. And of course, um, she begins stalking the Hulk King and his trolls. Yeah, who is Hulk Which is King? kind of futile and a ups- little obsessive. Yeah. But makes sense. It does Yeah, make I sense. get it. She's she's angry. And so she goes to where she wants to like where she feels she can be welcome, which is Blonsky's. But she but before uh, that she calls off a narrator from Yeah. <laughs> and of course she goes to his and Nikki goes after the trolls for her. Yeah, Nikki's going after the trolls, Nikki and Pug, and they're going to Blonsky's as well without knowing it. Yes. But it's you know it starts giving it the away. Party. The cell reception problem. That's the yes. first little clue that you're at the same place. Plus, they've already hinted that he's holding some sort of special event. Yeah. And I love that when they get in there and those guys are complaining about a Lady Thor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lady know? Thor. It's so much of like just the regular internet. Like, it's like oh, what's gosh. going on with, Ms. Mar- with the Marvels of like. It's probably, yes. it's probably straight like quotes that they. Oh, quote. it was. A lot of it was. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I do love the art hug. You gotta, you gotta do something. You gotta. You gotta he fit in with so him. Much. He's just like, women, am I right? And they're it's all like, not yeah. Him. I love I, how I, I, you know, I love Me- a Pug because I feel like he and if there's a few other characters who really represent kind of a, particularly the guys at the retreat, um, represent sort of a, a this positive male force versus this negative male force. And Pug is obviously one of those guys who's just not one of these idiots, right? You right. know. It's what makes him very admirable. There's a balanced representation, I think, between good masculine and bad masculine kind of going on here. They did, I don't want to call I it think, toxic, because I think that's a terrible term, but there's a little bit of both going on here. And my my props to the the actor, I forget his name, but like there are if you read just the script of Pug, it could have been played very differently. Oh yeah. Like yeah. the the sort of masculine bro aspect of Pug is is great. Um, I love to go into the ninth episode where you guys were talking, where he's like, "Oh, wear this earpiece, and I'll talk to you through the earpiece." He's like, "He is so different like, than that one, Casey." You know, aren't people going to be mad that I, I'm wearing an earpiece? Or I'm going to stand out? No, since she's like, "Trust me, yeah. no." <laughs> no <laughs> Which no. is funny because no one in the clips, it's as so I was actually right. watching this time, yeah. no one's wearing an earpiece. He is literally the only one in that scene wearing one. That's so not out of place, right. though. It's not, not out of place. place, but it is still funny that because of yeah. her line, I expect like everyone to be wearing one. Yeah. No one is wearing it. I also you know, love that she's like, don't almost st- maybe a missed joke opportunity. <laughs> no, no, no. I also she... love the don't say don't say uh, women, say females. Yeah. And then like you see that one guy, like, I wouldn't be mad if she wasn't, or I wouldn't be saying this if it wasn't a female. <laughs> it's like, but I'd say the same thing if it was a male. Like, you're like, what? Like, who speaks that? Oh, anyway. oh, no, no, no. no. Say, you know, the best part is is that. I think Nikki was thinking this was the early 2000s and we're wearing Bluetooth headphones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what yeah. I think she was thinking. She was thinking of douchebags, just happened to be the wrong decade. Yeah, it was the wrong decade. Yeah. By the way, Wait, I think I think the redemption. Guy, yeah, I looked him up a while back, but you know what's really great is he, I he is such a different character than when he was on the Arrow. Yes. 
his way. I had a arrow. hard time. I had a hard time recognizing him in this show at first. I was like, "Wait, I know him. I know." And I was like, "It whoa!" We saw him recently in Scream Six because we watched that recently. Who was? Because he played that. He was the Are district just... attorney who turned out to be a real bad guy. Yeah. And he's also. But I love that this black. this whole thing is where everything goes off the rails when we get to this lodge. Yes, and I love that. Like. Goes off the rails. Blomsky comes in. Jen comes in. Everyone's coming in, and then all of a Hulk, sudden, it's like Titania. A, a literal everyone comes in. Yeah, Hulk, Titania, yeah. Um, Hulk King put, takes the formula, and I love it. They're like, "That's not how this would work." Like, yeah. And then I think it's so funny is that she then breaks the fourth wall, gets onto the home screen. Yeah. And then gets all into the real world and gets mocked by her own writers, even though. It's mm-hmm. it's like the writers were mocking themselves in this, I guess. Well, just um, before that too, she and then she the mocks them for section. being unoriginal. It's she mocks really them for point. being unoriginal. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Eric? I was saying right before she breaks that the the Disney Plus uh, home screen, she she looks at the camera when everything's going awry. She's like, "Is this really what you want?" Yeah. Yeah. Like to the audience, like, is this is this what you like? Is this just for you, basically? And when she gets to Kevin, they even make a joke about the special effects and the expensiveness. Yeah, could you? Where she transforms off, off yeah, off yeah. camera. <laughs> well, f- first I love before it gets to that part when she's like talking to them, and then she goes to meet Kevin. Yes, and then they're like, "We need you to sign this NDA." And she signs the NDA. He calls for security. She's like, "But why did you have me sign?" Everyone's got to sign the NDA. <laughs> <laughs> everyone yeah, yeah I well i love and the fact right, that it's she true it's yeah, gotta well, be then, true but then she obviously like um makes her own closing argument and then you know makes a makes a joke about the ripoff that you know the blood thing is a ripoff of the super soldier serum and then talks about the whole idea of daddy issues and then asks about when are they getting the x-men yeah, well, it's like when are we? When are you getting the X Men? And then she looks at the camera and does like the, "I got you." <laughs> like I know this is what everyone wants to know. And then of course we come back to the real world where the ending well, has been redone. Well, I also real quick, I also love the a woman has needs line. <laughs> she does it, but I, I like when she's like proposing to Kevin. Like, oh yeah, she okay, went mad to this? show up. Yeah, and things disappear. Oh, that's where the mat. Yeah, because she's like. First, it's like, why is Hulk there? And he does, you see in the clip, the yeah. clip, mm-hmm. digitally taken out everything she does. And then she's like, and Daredevil should come back. A woman has needs. Yes. And then she moves on about X Men. And that's when all of a sudden, um, Kevin's like, oh, no, 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 nope, you're done. No more, no more. We're done. And then, of course, <laughs> yeah. we get back oh. and Emil is taking responsibility and going to oh. jail. He He's is doing but... everything that she said. Uh huh. Doing everything that she said. Yeah, everything that she said. I want to point out the, the the most important line though, where she goes, "And I smash, and like smashed Matt Murdock." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, Emil goes, yeah. So back to Emil goes to jail. He takes responsibility. Um, ten years. Like you realize, if you sign this, it's ten years in jail. I know. I no, take not. responsibility. No, it's not. <laughs> well, it, to us at the audience in that moment, it is. Well, then um, the Hulk shows up with his kid at a barbecue. Yeah, which I love that they bring in Scar. Scar, which yeah. Is, which is weird. I'm like, all right, so are we doing World War Hulk? Because it seems like you're setting up World War Hulk. And then, Eric, did you notice this when yeah. they're when they're um having the um the barbecue? 
the Fast and Furious. The, it is a Fast and Furious scene. It is all about family. Oh my um, gosh. I really and what her aunt wants to show up. Wait, and her aunt wants to get in Matt Murdock's pants the whole time. Is it is it her I mean or whoever it, it was? Fox, rather. I was gonna say, but is that her which one is she related to? I don't know. I think the guy is her is the blood uncle. And then the I think that's like, creepy. It is very creepy. It's very family-ish. But very funny. I like that uh, she goes back to being a lawyer and she's prosecuting Todd. Yes. And I, I, I like love... the fact that when they get her on the courtroom steps, she is at a point where she's now accepting her dual identity. Yes. Yeah. I, I like this little scene right here where she's with Murdoch, and this mm. is when Nikki and Pug realize that they're a couple. Oh <laughs> yeah. That scene uh, where they're like, whoa. This is a great suit that they have for her. They did a really good job of yeah, that of, is a good um, suit. Doing the suit. And then of course then, the the end tag. Yep, the end tag where, where Emil finally takes Emil out. He finally takes it long on his offer to go to Carmitage. Yeah. And then he's and then, asking about a shared fridge and is there Wi-Fi? Shared yeah. fridge. And so this is where there's like the thing like where you Wong was suckered into another show. This is where the, like the line comes from. Because I like when earlier on, there's an early on episode when he comes back with the Madison episode where Jen turns to the camera and says, I know you're happy to see Wong again. Yes. Our ratings go up every time you show Wong. Wong. Gosh, don't show me that picture of Todd with the Hulk serum. I was so bad. Todd Todd makes me think of, did either of you. It's purposely bad in hindsight. Yes, it is. (coughs) It's unpurposely, I can tell. Did either of you watch um, The Magicians? No. There's like a running thing. There's a character named Todd that most people that the characters didn't like. And they, every time he's on, they reference him like, Todd. Oh, it's Todd. And then um, while we were going down to Florida on our vacation, one day, one night in the car, I put on the George Carlin, um, spe- one of the George Carlin specials. Always a good call. And, and there's like a whole thing of like, and then when you name someone like Todd, I'm Todd. <laughs> no, I can't think of that. So that's She-Hulk. That is a She-Hulk in a nutshell. Um, fun show. Fun show. Great show. I loved it. Great show. Eric, can you um can you tell us a little bit about a, a library before we uh, talk about um a certain um werewolf? Ooh, well, by date. By night, maybe. Sorry. By night? I know. I, I screwed that one up. Cut that out. I don't know. <laughs> no, keep no, going. So, I don't do mid-cuts. Keep going. I know. I know. Uh, so so this actually library, we're heading to the She-Hulk land, if you will, of Los Angeles. Uh, so we are actually going to talk about the Los Angeles Central Library today. Uh, for those of you keeping score at home, you know the, the drill. It's 90071. That's the zip code. Um, so, so some quick facts. I I did like this uh, website for the library because it does give some quick facts, which is always nice. But it seems to be a really resourceful uh, website. So check it out. Um, so the the Central Library it's historic. It opened in 1926 to rave reviews and has been uh, welcoming Angelinos and visitors for nearly a century. Uh, it was hailed as an architectural gem. Uh, the building is renowned for such iconic features as the tiled pyramid on the roof, uh, the vast uh, mural-lined rotunda, uh, and its more modern atrium wing, which uh, which opened in 1993. 
Um, so the, the central library is the flagship library of the Los Angeles Public Library System, uh, which includes 72 branch libraries. So that's quite a lot. Uh, the, the, the central library, the flagship, is the third largest central library in the nation. Um, and its subject departments contain more than 2.8 million books, more than 5,000 magazine subscriptions, and more than 3 million uh, photographs. Uh, 10 million digital access U.S. patents, uh, plus language and learning and multimedia materials and stuff. So it's quite quite a, a, a large um, library, quite a large collection in that library. Uh, it is available to to the to the Los, An Los Angelinos. Los Angelinos. Los Angelinos, thank you. Uh, it is available to you every day between 1 and 5 p.m., uh, and as early as 9.30 or, or 10 a.m., even sometimes, uh, Monday through Saturday. I believe it's actually open a little bit earlier on Friday and Saturday, whereas Monday through Thursday is like the 10 a.m. Um, so where is it close to? Uh, well, it's only a couple blocks from Pershing Park. Uh, seems like a nice little small park in the area, uh, some, some art and stuff in the area. Um, and then it's about a less than a mile walk, and it's probably the closest library, which is why I chose it, uh, to the Los Angeles Federal Courthouse. Um, and it, the courthouse itself, the federal courthouse, is also only a couple blocks away from the L.A. Municipal Courthouse. So when Jen uh, needs to go and kind of research her cases, she's walking on down maybe a, a, a quarter of a mile or sorry, three quarters of a mile down to the, the Los Angeles Central Library. And that's it, folks. I don't have a ton to talk about on the Los Angeles Central Library. Seems cool. Seems like a, a, a nice building, a really, really pretty building. So for anyone in the area, check it out. Stop through. It should be an easy kind of walk by, at least. Um, and yeah, Los Angeles Central Library. Check it out. So I have one quick question about the Los Angeles Central Ooh, Library. Okay. Um, this is an important, <clears throat> excuse me, an important one. Um. Where is it in relation to La Brea Tar Pits? I don't know. Let me look it up. Eric, Eric, I cannot believe you did not. I don't not... even know the La Brea Tar Pits. What? Oh, no. Oh, no. How do you not know the La Brea Tar Pits? I don't, I don't know. It, fight, it's fight, fight. Famous La Brea Tar Pits. Apparently, it's not that famous. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, you can fight, write in to not fight. funny guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the La Brea tar pits. It's like a, a tar pit. You, Casey, you keep saying LA. that. He says he doesn't know what it is. You're not helping. I'm showing him pictures. Okay. There's like a whole museum. It's famous. It's in tons this. of movies. Look how upset you are about this. It's not that. It's not that cool, folks. It, oh. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Just a bunch of a uh, just a bunch of tar. Whoa. All, right. All right. Well, Eric um is had to take a quick um trip out a window like Mister Immortal, <laughs> and John and I are going to talk about Werewolf by Night, the 2022 Marvel special presentation. I don't want to say yeah, short, it was something but... like that. It was a, they labeled as a special presentation right before they went in and then proceeded to give you this really fun old timey kind of intro which I, yeah. I really dig the aesthetic of this and by the way watch it in black and white i'm just gonna say yeah, that it, as it, somebody it, who watched it for the first time today in black and white that was the right call 
I mean, the black and white's definitely the better. I watched, I did watch it in color this round just because I wanted to see, and I knew the director purposely did it this way so they. By could, the way, the uh, director is also the musical composer. <laughs> well, I was going to get to that, but you, okay. you, you changed me up. Um, I'll go back to the director. Like, he did when he did shoot it. He did. They knew they were going to do color. I've seen interviews where he said that it wasn't like Marvel pushing color on it. Um, they did. They specifically shot it the way they did. So when they did colorize it they would colorize it like a movie was colorized in the 70s um, so that it would have a specific pattern, like color yeah. palette to it. I actually found the, the color version to be darker feeling. It is, because you can see the blood and everything. Well, well but I like... Darker as in, like, gruesome. Darker as in, like, brightness. Oh, I mean, it might be because of the way they, they the colorized it. Because yeah. it wasn't like... They shot it in black and white, and then they did the old-school technique of adding in color and to that the way they why. used to do it. By the way, well, calling back to an old segment, La Brea Tarpit's about a 20-minute drive from uh, L.A. Central. Thank Africa. you. Thank you. This is the, what I needed to know. <laughs> by the way, by now way, that he's answered for, for those of you who want to go see something shitty after your library. Oh. <laughs> Dude, come on. Let's keep moving forward. Pretty awesome. By, by the way, um, one of the things I really appreciate about the black and white was the splashes of color, in particular yes. the bloodstone. Yeah, yeah, the bloodstone. That the bloodstone was the color. was the only thing that was shining through in any kind of color. I really like that touch. I agree. Like this uh, was a well crafted, short, tight film that yeah. I really enjoyed. Um. So Michael Giancino directed it and did the music. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's done a lot understand- of scoring uh, before. I mean, I've seen. A, I've listened to a lot of his stuff. My understanding is he actually went to school and got his like his degree in like for directing. He went to school oh, to nice. be a director and then got into the the um, the film the music world. It's my understanding. I could be wrong, but that's my understanding of how it happened. <laughs> a story by Heather Quinn. Um one thing I wanted to to the special presentation thing, they were so there's only two specials right now. There's this one in Guardians Holiday Special. They were going to do multiples. It would be like a different horror one every year. So like we could get a Ghost Rider or whatever. They were going to do a Nova special. My understanding is that Bob Iger has scratched all that. And they're getting rid of the special presentation. And they're going to go back to just doing um, either full movie or TV show. I'm hoping that that's not, that's just a rumor and not an actual truth. They should keep doing this. This is fun. It's a nice way to just throw out a good tight story and, you know, leave it to later. To make and it introduce new characters yeah. too. You introduce you... new characters. You tell a nice tight story. It's a one. You know what it is? It's a one shot comic book. It's exactly a one shot. And if it ties into something else, it tie. You can do that later. You don't have to worry about it. You don't necessarily. You know what's great about this kind of thing? You don't need to know anything. That's right. You go into it. You can watch a good story. You understand what happened, and you walk away. Yep. You have a general idea that is connected to Marvel. But no one made you have to watch three other movies or a couple television shows. That can be very appealing for people who aren't uber immersed in all this all the time. And I think that's great. Yeah, I guess the question is, how did it do in terms of reception? And, and... Well, we don't know the numbers. So, like, because mm, Marvel doesn't yeah. um, really show us anything. Um, there's Werewolf by Night right there. Yeah, he's, he's a great actor, too. He is great. By the, um, by the so, way, they're coming to the they're coming to the funeral of Ulysses Bloodstone, and they're gathering this well, group of monsters. And one of the things I just want to mention this: when they're walking into that little mausoleum slash trophy room, the the wall tapestry is the Bayou tapestry with monsters. Yeah, I love that. Well, I wanted to mention that um, the, the um, Jack Russell, the, mm-hmm. the character, 
um, Werewolf by Night, um, is Gal Garcia Bernal. Yes. Um, Eliza or Elsa um, Bloodstone is Laura Donnelly, um, who people might recognize from the Nevers, the Fall. She's an Outlander. Um, they were talking about giving her a series. There's, I heard yeah, rumors. There's supposed to be a lot that she's going to be coming back. Now she looks a lot like to me, Kristen Ritter. Yes, a little bit. She does. She right. She has a now, similar face. And does yeah. the the bearded guy? Did he look familiar to you, John? He did. I couldn't place him because again, I was watching the black and white. I couldn't. Eric, miss does does he seem familiar to you? Jovan. There's a connection to both of you in this. You like the Muppets, right? Yeah. Did you see the Muppet um, Haunted Mansion on Disney no. Plus? No, I don't think I did yet. No, wait. No, I did. I think yeah. so. He was the director. Oh, um, really? the John. Guy? Yeah, John. Do you um the bearded guy? Um, this guy right here. You yeah. see him? Does he yeah. look familiar to you in any way? I can't place him. You might recognize him from. Oops, let me go to the photos because I'm sure they have a photo of him in here. Oh, they don't have a... include a photo. Well, let me go. Did to you see Star thing. Trek? He is the guy on the bus. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He's, he's the guy. punk on in Star Trek. Did they bring the... him back in the recent Picard season two? Wasn't that him again? Um, yes, they brought him um, back. I believe, so. I believe so. But um, he's the punk. I was hoping that they would have. Oh, uh, okay, that's funny. The, I like that. That's um, hilarious. Shot of it. Um, it it cracks me up that he's um uh, that he's in that he did this. Um, here's a shot of him. There he is. Yeah, right there. That's him. That's the bearded guy. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, yeah, because here he is in um, Picard. Uh, yeah. There he was in Picard. There you go. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so Werewolf by Night, um, it's, it is a it is a simple story. It is, hey, all these people are gathered around. Someone's going to be the new leader of our group. Mm-hmm. And um, we would like uh, you to kill each other or kill mm-hmm. um, kill the man thing. The whole the premise monster. for this? Well, the whole premise for this was very much makes me think of Mike Mignola. Yeah. Like Hellboy. Mm-hmm. I, and I love that. I love that. In fact, I even noted later when the Corpse of Ulysses is animated and automated to talk. Yeah. That screamed at me, Hellboy. Like something mm-hmm. out of one of the Hellboy films, uh, especially the Guillermo de Toro ones, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so creepy. Um, and like I said, joining- the Bayou Tapestry of them killing monsters, that was amazing. Yeah. Did um did you going in? Oh, you did know because I would have already I would have mentioned it before. Um, did you know about Man Thing going in? Did to somehow not did you know he was in it? I knew he was in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, By you, the way, he's when when Ulysses Bloodstone says I'm rotting for you mm-hmm. instead of rooting for you. Yeah. I'm rotting for you. Golf clap there. A little golf <laughs> clap for you there, my friend. That's fun. Um yeah, such I think a... I knew for some reason that he was in it somehow. That man thing was in it. They did have him in the I've trailer. seen I One saw images. Yeah, he was in the yeah. trailers and I saw images. So I was aware of him being and I, I assumed he was the monster when we oh, got great. into the story. I love Sick, that they right when now. they march him out, when That's they right. met they march Jack out Sorry? to enter the little weird mausoleum slash garden ground maze. Uh-huh. I love that they are playing a fiery tuba. Yeah. Like, what is this? You know what that made me think of? That made me think of, like, have I accidentally stumbled into a My Chemical Romance uh, music video? Like, 
like yes, welcome yeah. to the black parade or something did i stumble into that and didn't so. pay attention and then i like how they started chanting the creed of the 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 people who get rid of the monsters they have like a creed and like the maze is like one part maze one part mausoleum it's like it's like a Hunger Games. It's like a, a yeah. It's Hunger really weird, but it's like strange because that's not necessarily. I don't think that's necessarily implied, but that's what everybody starts doing the moment they get in there. You yeah. know, I like that. Um, she trusts him. She trusts Jack. Yeah, or he trusts her. I should say. Well, she doesn't. At- they don't attack each other. That's right. kind of what starts it, and then immediately the the big Scottish guy jumps in there and does attack, and she uh-huh. actually you know gets his weapon and runs away yeah mm-hmm. but i like when um when he's like okay so you want the stone and i want my friend let's mm-hmm. help each other i can guarantee you get that and she's like oh are you friends with like yeah and then so he's yeah. like all right if you if you see him just be nice to him i feel like you've known him for a while uh okay and his name his name is ted <laughs> and she's like what that's great. and then i love when she sees him and she's well like, that comes later after they get locked well, in the mausoleum right because then there's a whole thing where she fights that one guy and cuts off his forearm and then oh, uses yeah. his little and then she has to like roll into the grass area and cover yeah, his mouth yeah. while he dies because the other guy shows up like she's yeah. good. This yeah. is like the also I think the bloodiest and and kind of deadliest. That yeah, we don't have to worry about that. We're in black and white. <laughs> well, when you watch the color, yeah, when you watch color, you do it. see the blood. Yeah, the I color um, yeah, I love I, how the monster finds um jack and him this is when him and jack meet and they they recognize each other mm-hmm. and they he's gonna explode the wall to get him out and then that's that when they we, get locked in the crypt and apparently she was mad at him because he shut the door right i love that we can't hear ted i love mm. that it's just it's like an i am group but silent yes i really a, yeah. appreciate that it's like a telepathic kind of thing i will say watching this in color that my favorite thing about the color version is you do get to see a lot of Ted, a lot of man thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it does look a little bit better in color. I mean, he looked great in black and white, don't get me wrong. But well, I, you get I to see him in color it. at the end. I saw him in color at the end. I know, but you get to see a lot of him in color. Like, you get to see yeah. him over and over, and I appreciate that. I like but, when they're locked in the mausoleum, she remembers that her Aunt Frances, crazy Aunt Frances, believed that she would come back from the dead, goes into her, her tomb, and pulls out a set of keys. Yeah, after pulling out her skull and oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) Um, everything goes horrible. Well, they sorry, everything's going right. Jack is really bad at throwing or planting a bomb. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, well, because he's just he's just normal guy. He's, I mean, the books (laughs) is like it's it's him being the werewolf that's the spectacular part. Um, I like that everything goes right, they get Ted out. She gets the stone loose, mm-hmm. and then when he touches it, everything goes horribly wrong. Yes, and that's where we get the twist because that was when I immediately was like, I didn't, I didn't know, but the moment he touched the stone and it detonated, I was like, oh, he's the werewolf. He's a monster. Did like, you not I, know that he was the? No, I did not. I actually was going in this completely blind. But no, I, was, I thought you knew. I that- knew there was a werewolf, and I suspected it was him. But was when he touched the stone, I was like, okay, that's the twist. Here's the twist that's coming. I was waiting for it. Oh, I, I thought I thought you were familiar with um, Werewolf. No, I, 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 I don't. Jack Russell was the werewolf. No, okay. I'm Larry. I'm unfamiliar with that area, but I thought that was really fascinating. And then they get locked up together, and he's like, tells her he's learned how to manage. It's good. Well, if it's like I got, we got five days, and she's like, that stone can change you in five seconds. Yeah, 
And then he sniffs on her to remember her. Yeah, it's like, hold on, here's the plan. And like, has this ever worked? Like, once. Once. (laughs) And he says the important thing that I think leads to one of the best horror shots of all time, in my opinion, which is you have to maintain on eye contact contact with me at all times. Yeah. And so as he's going through his change in a moment, she maintains that eye contact, and that is one of the best camera shots. But yeah, no, but the way they Marvel. do that with the shadow of the silhouette. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, I love that. And it's so like, classic and horror. she's getting more and more scared, but you can tell she's forcing her eyes mm-hmm. to stay yeah. open and, and, and in contact. And it's and a smart a... thing on the on Michael Giancino and Kevin Feige of like, mm-hmm. do it in shadows. Because yes. then we don't have to have a digital shot to show yeah, the but transformation. But that's such a great, that's a throwback to old movie styles that I love. I love Okay, this is a horror thing for me. Yeah. One of the reasons why I appreciate with this much is that they did not do what modern horror films do, which is the over-reliance on CG. I think the most frightening things are the things that you think are there that you don't see. Mm-hmm. You know, classic. One of my favorite movies, great example of this, is the original 1950s House on Haunted Hill, which is based on the haunting which is where they go to this house and there's this one girl and everything about this old movie is with light and sounds and angles and you never see anything. And then they made that remake with Liam Neeson and Catherine Zeta-Jones and Owen Williams where everything was all special effects. And I hated that. Like the older one was so much better. I refuse to ever watch any ever again. The new they one. It, you know? <laughs> I was like, but they did, but they messed it up. The way they remake those things and they over-reliance on special effects. And this film, what I appreciated so much was that return, that retro vibe of going back to what I honestly still think works better. If like, it's not broke, don't fix it. You know? Yeah. A good horror to me is always about what you can't see. You know, I always think one of the worst things that can happen in a horror film is particularly the ones that are really based on tension and suspense and it's maybe a monster, don't show me the monster. Don't let well, me see the monster. And if you do, it has to be at the very end. Like, don't let me see it. It needs to be something you that is unseen. That is the true tension of a horror film, you know? And, and they keep it going too, not just the transformation, but even his initial kind of breakout. Yeah, the, the smoke and then you don't know yeah. where he is and they're and all looking. shadows through the smoke. And I love that he was in up on the trophy heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, good one, buddy. <laughs> I mean, and then, they he's, were... and then he proceeds to kill all the guards while Elsa goes after the hunters, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting, too. Yeah. I mean, they... and then there's even when he's <clears throat> in the hallway, he has the blood on the camera lens, too. Yeah. yeah. That which was a good very touch. noticeable. That's in a the color fight. version. <laughs> oh, really? That was, <laughs> I liked it even in black and white. I thought it was really fascinating. Oh, it just progressively gets more I, red. <laughs> I actually think it was better in black and white. No, I agree. I'm just saying. But you know yes, it's blood, just, and you know it's gucking up the camera, yeah. but it's just like, you I can't just look away. I just see the like, yeah. you can definitely tell it's blood in the... Yeah. The yeah that step, that stepmom is the worst. But man, there's some gruesome deaths in this scene, too, with the... Um, the sword in the head. The sword in the head. The, the guy the, landing the, on the sword with his neck. Like and the then punch uh-huh. through like the chest or rip through the chest. I can't tell what exactly he did, but there's one of them he hits in the chest mm. and like blood splatters everywhere. It's almost like there's a hole there. And I don't know if it's him if it's him clawing or him punching through. Well, yeah. I was talking about the, the death of the hunters and how gruesome they were. Well, I mean, yeah. even when we're going to get Ted a little bit later... That's a very mm-hmm. gruesome. Oh yeah, Ted grabs her and does. People? Yeah, that I Aww. forget what they call. It's not. 
It's, they did that to the bearded guy earlier too. Yes. Yeah, I forgot what they call it, but that's like his power is like if he touches mm-hmm. someone who's like evil and like melts them. Yeah. But basically like fries them instantly. Yeah. Like, yeah, she... there's a there's a line. This makes me think of a line that came earlier before um the transformation when the stepmother, whatever her name was, I think I wrote it down somewhere. Um verse Versua verse mm-hmm. whatever her name is. She says the missions of hunters is a mercy to the monsters hmm. that them killing them is a mercy because like, it's almost because as if they so... can never be in the world. They can never be right, accepted be, in the world. And therefore us killing you is a mercy. Yeah. That was a really, I wrote that down because it very kind of like, Ooh, chilling. Mm-hmm. And then of course there's the whole scene where the, he doesn't kill her. He doesn't kill Elsa. Well, I like that when he's on top of her about to do it and she's just staring into his eyes. Yeah, and then she just, right at, it's interesting how she does it at first. She takes her hand and she like basically pushes her wrist forward since that's what mm-hmm. he smelled. And then she touches yeah. his face. It's very much like um, if you're trying to get an animal to be friend with you, they always say like if you, you want to present like open hand mm-hmm. so that it feels, so it's not as threatening and then they can also smell you. And then, of course, there's a whole sequence where he escapes through a side door, and then all of a sudden, stepmom's not dead. Yeah. And then Man Thing drops in on her. <laughs> and this is what I was trying to figure out. I was trying to see. He had the, there's a name for his ability to like dissolve you mm-hmm. like that. I just can't find what it's called. Um, but yeah, I love that he does that. And then, um, then she, he, looks, she, he looks at Elsa, and she's just like, uh, he went that way. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, her. And then turns and like, and then like he steps over the body very carefully, <laughs> and then grabs the oh jacket. Oh gosh! Yeah. Oh, he's so... just a, he's just a like a, a warm. He also destroys yeah. Ulysses' tomb too. Yes. Yep. And then, um, and in your the butler. Version... By the way, the butler's alive. I love that. Yeah, yeah. The butler's like, can I, I help you to serve you? Yeah. <laughs> can I help you with my crooked cane? That's also a crank. You could start by cleaning this shit up. Yeah, <laughs> and then this is when it starts the co- the colorize. Now yeah. that's great because they play somewhere over the rainbow. They're doing a Wizard yeah. of Oz. Yeah, I love that. That was awesome. And then, and then he cut to that gramophone where yeah. it's Fred. I'm sorry, Jack and Man Thing, and we are now color. Yeah, and I love that. Not only did Man Thing go there, I assume he built the little house. Probably he got did. all the stuff there, and then I love that he made a French press. Of coffee. <laughs> oh, by the way, I made a note of this too. I think Jack and Ted are the new Han and Chewie. Yeah. Well, That's I, they I are. really I want them to do more with Man Thing. I would love to see Jack, Ted, and Howard because Howard and Man Thing were such a pair in the mm. comics. And I'd love to see the three of them together. That would be fun. Um, and we also all caught that his name's Jack Russell. Yeah. Like yeah. Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> Yeah, um, I didn't put that <laughs> like connection. Together. I didn't put the dog connection, but yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised, being like seventies sure. Marvel, sure. that they yeah. they did it that way. That's actually <laughs> where his name's Man Thing. They they didn't come up with the most creative names for a while. <laughs> well, Man Thing was very specifically a way to get around, like an F U to the comic Swamp code, Swamp Thing. Yeah. Well, but in the comic code also. Well, but it's also a nice way of getting. I mean. I mean, that's why we were talking about, remember the last time we were talking about Talicon because they didn't want to call it Atlantis. You know, yeah. too close to Aquaman. Yeah. Um, 
I love the the last one. The last things they do in the thing is like, all right, let, when man, things like, hey, what do you, you want to get something to eat? He's like, I can't think about that right now. Like, and then all of a sudden he's like, okay, we can get sushi. <laughs> Ted just like, he's like, yeah, we can get that. Such a fun. Such a fun uh, well, such a fun. Thing. My final note was I thought this was a tight, really good story, different and fun. Yeah. Um, that was my final take on that one. Really, I thought it was. Uh, I enjoyed it. It got <laughs> it got ranked very well for me. I agree. So, so let's um. So that's man thing, ladies and gentlemen. We'll tell you what we think of it in two seconds. Um, but first, next week, next week we're throwing a tiny bit of a curveball. So next week is going to be Ant Man Quantum Mania, or how the internet got mad at Marvel. Um, that'll be its new subtitle. And then we're throwing in Loki season two because um, we need to add that to our list. So it's going to be Loki season two and Ant-Man quantum mania. There is a connection between those two. You figure it out. All right. So that's going to be next week, both found on Disney plus um, I should say. So let us um, very quickly tell you what we, uh, what we think of some things here, what we think of some things. So let us go with, let me click this button here. Um, I got uh, Eric's. For, oh, I think I just yeah, might have every time, every time, uh, every time, every time. All right, fine, John. You can go first. Let me pull up your page. <laughs> All right, John. Um, what did you think of Shulky? What? Shulky? Oh, oh gosh. I'm pretty sure I gave it four and a half stars. I I can't for some reason it's locked me out of my letterbox. You you'll have to let me know. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember where I ranked. I know I gave both of them four and a half stars, but I think it ranked. Timber 10, sorry. Yeah. Number 10. She all got a pretty high ranking. I think it's one of my favorite Disney Plus shows, period. It's your third favorite. Yeah, so I thought that was about right. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh third favorite for that one. I really enjoyed that one. I mean, and I enjoyed start Ms. to finish. Marvel, sorry. Uh-huh. No, I enjoyed that one start to finish, to be quite honestly. I, I really did. So it is good. Okay. Werewolf by night. Do you remember what you ranked that? I, I think it was another four and a half stars, I believe. Yeah. It was. Do you no. want to take a guess where you put it? No, because I'm still trying to log into my letterbox. 18. Some reason, 18. Okay. It really locked me out of my, it like signed me out of my letterbox. And I'm like, what? I was just in here. Well, that's weird. So, you, that's um, weird. you like Guardians 2 over um, Werewolf, but you liked it more than um, Far From Home. Yeah. A little bit. All right. All right. Um, you have any last thoughts on either of these while I'm switching over to Eric? No, I gave my final thoughts on Midwerp and Knife. I guess for She-Hulk, I just really enjoyed that it was fun. It was trying something different, you know. So for me, that was really important was that we do something fun, different. And, you know, I think that's good because I think Marvel ultimately needs to sort of expand um, on its th- its elements and make things more accessible. Uh, and that's one of the things I liked most about Werewolf by Night, honestly, was the fact that Werewolf by Night is something that is um, very, very sort of different um, rather than, you know, the same old, same old that we're trying something new. Like I said earlier, the idea of a one shot and then She-Hulk, I really enjoyed that we were embracing something very comic booky, particularly noting the John Byrne connection. All right. Eric, um, what did you think of She-Hulk? So I gave it four stars. Um, I liked it a lot, but it, it had some disjointed feelings it had some i i wanted to see more of things and more of the relationships with with some of the extra characters it just felt and i'm sure it was part of the procedural aspect of it but it, it just felt disjointed at times um but i found it at uh at number 27 uh which 
uh, I believe, is just ahead of Captain Marvel and just behind Shang-Chi. Are you a member of Intelligentsia? Yes. <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. No, it's, it's just, it has the unfortunate aspect of being after so many other things we've watched that, like, like I said, my the way I kind of judge these things is, do I want to watch it more or less than this other thing? And so oh, it just doesn't go up that high because of it. All right. What about Werewolf by Night? Uh, Werewolf by Night, a little bit lower. Yeah. Uh, also four stars. Um, it's came in at number 38, 37, I think, uh, at the moment. And so, again, good movie, but I, I just didn't get enough. I didn't love the Jack Russell character either, just because it was kind of quick I, I i wanted to know more there was there felt like there could have been another 10 minutes spent or or something to, to set it up it was a good tight story but it there was no context to a lot of things and i worry that those characters as well as they set them up and as cool as they seem are are easy to brush aside because of the special you know presentation aspect of it and but you were saying that you would watch Age of Ultron in front of this. Age of Ultron, which is like yeah. triple the length. Yeah. You would watch that long thing over this short quick. It's not about like the time. It's about the in- enjoyment of the movie right. or the enjoyment of the thing. All right. There's tons of things yeah. that are longer than that on my list and ahead of it. Eric, I just my like... list isn't based on what do I think is shortest and quickest. <laughs> <laughs> John says it is. So there we have it. <laughs> all right mine 132 movies in here um for she hulk um i give she hulk five stars because i'm an ally <laughs> this resist. is what feminism i looks couldn't like. resist <laughs> i couldn't resist sorry i was watching bottoms the other day and there's like it's a whole lot like, we like people who just who you know who are an ally but doesn't do anything um Anyway, five stars. Um, it's number nine for me. Um, I like it. Um, just behind Miss Marvel, and just in front of Wakanda Forever. Nice. I love Miss Marvel so much. Um, Werewolf by Night. I also give five stars, and I will watch the incredibly long Civil War before I uh, watch um, Werewolf by Night. Same. <laughs> <laughs> you would watch any of my top ten before Werewolf by Night. Yes. Oh my god! Actually, I don't know if Loki was ahead of it. I need to go back and check. Oh, that's right, because you didn't like Loki, not the first season. God, I don't understand what's wrong with you. Well, this is the last episode that Eric's going to be on, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we're going to be replacing him with the first Marvel shill we can find on Twitter. <laughs> you won't have to go far. That's just true. We won't have to go very far. Um, all right. Well, cool. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Um, I, as always, I appreciate everything you do, even though Eric's opinion is um, wrong on this one. Does he like you? You do like Loki more than Werewolf by Night, just barely, just barely. But you like She Hulk more than Loki. Totally. All right. Well, something's wrong. We're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna do Loki season two. I just realized. I think. You're already seeing it up there. Oh, is that how you did it? The yeah. separate? Okay. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. No, that's a question. That was a that's a fun sausage, thing for sausage. Uh, sausage. He but he brought up a good point. If you were doing letterbox, ladies and gentlemen, let's tell you how we're gonna do this. Um, Loki season two doesn't have its own thing because it's part of another. So we're gonna use 
the Marvel's Assembled making of Loki Season 2 as a way to differentiate. So if you are mm-hmm. looking at our list, um, that's how you'll figure that out. Because um, I was wondering what the hell Eric was doing with that on his list. <laughs> now I understand what's Didn't going on. Didn't you use them Assembled for something else that wasn't listed? I might have, but I don't remember anymore. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Um, next week, again, we'll be doing Ant-Man Quantumania and Loki Season 2. <coughs> Hopefully, I won't be coughing next time. Again, I'm really sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I try to normally pause but or, or mute myself, but Eric's in the same room with me, and we're sharing a mic. Really? So, you can um, write into us at notfunnyguys.authorreels at gmail.com. Ask us your questions. You can find us on the Instagram at not underscore... Un- not underscore funny underscore guys underscore present. That's a tongue twister. You can find us on Twitter at not funny guys pod, blue sky, the not funny guys. You can find me on Twitter as Vash underscore Maxwell, letterbox as Vash Maxwell, on blue skies, Casey Franklin. Eric can be found on the letterbox as Eckley, E K L Y. You can find him on LinkedIn if you can figure out how to find him. You can also find him <laughs> on the Insta at hot honey underscore comics. It's where you can find him for all of his sticky takes on things. John, where can people find you? Uh, over on Instagram, um, esoteric underscore by underscore design. Same thing over on threads. Uh, on letterbox, esoteric underscore Evans. Substack, esoteric by design at substack.com. Um, that's about it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys. And um, I look forward to uh, watching some stuff with you next week. Yeah. Till next week. Hold it. Welcome back, true believers, to another exciting episode of Not Funny God Fucking Cocksucking Dick Balls Fuck. That is not what our podcast is called. <laughs> well, there goes the monetization. <laughs> well, don't worry, that's going to be tagged at the end, so don't worry. About it. <laughs> yeah, if I if that goes in at all, it'll be at the end of the what? episode. You keep sharing your screen. Yeah, I was gonna, I got stuff to share in a second. Oh, okay, fuck okay. you. Yeah, that's right. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Welcome back, true believers, to another exciting episode of the Not Funny Guys present Off the Reels, the internet's number one podcast on public library recommendations on internet message boards and trolling. This is episode 87, and today we're excited to talk to you, the listener and the viewers, about the MCU's secret fucking Eric. God. What did I do? You said secret invasion, and my mind just switched to secret invasion, literally as I was saying She-Hulk. You hear me start to say the word secret? I yep. didn't just say secret invasion. You, we we talked about it a ago. second ago. doesn't matter. Actors. See one of those nights. <laughs> God, I gotta start I'm literally tracing over <laughs> the things I've already written just for fun.